Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. If you have been struggling to conceive a baby, well grab a cup of tea. You have come to the right place because I've got your back. I spent 11 years trying to conceive my baby and I don't want you to wait that long. In fact, in that 11 years, I dealt with a bad marriage and a bad divorce, infertility, miscarriages, IVF, toxic workplaces, insensitive comments, and even breast cancer. I got through it all and I'm happy, healthy, and smiling. And I have an amazing husband and a little boy. Now, my superpower is helping women just like you to heal their hearts, live a life that is even better than they thought possible, and then conceive their babies. Because I learned to get the good stuff, I had to get right with myself first and find my happiness now. I finally put my psychology background to use, empowered myself, used my intuition, eliminated my blocks, and that's when everything changed. So here we'll explore your mind and emotions on the journey to conceiving your baby, how to make them work for you, and how to live an amazing life in the process. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. I am your host as always, Bella Hilton, mind-body fertility coach, mindset expert, and emotional resilience or emotional processing expert. And I have to say it's been, what's it been like? It's been a really nice couple of weeks. I'm sure there's a better word for that. It's been It's been calm and it's been exciting and it's just been a really great couple of weeks here at Studio Fertility with my clients and sometimes I'd like to share that with you guys because I feel like you're part of my my family as well, right? Um, And we've had some really serious breakthroughs. We've had some uh, great pregnancy announcements, some amazing IVF egg collection outcomes and for me probably the most important part as a coach... um, so many of my clients just feeling calmer and clearer and less obsessed with their journey and able to start living their life again with you know more certainty and clarity with a reignited hope for their fertility that they can approach with calmness and that is really exciting to me and I guess it just really affirms or reaffirms why I do what I do because when my clients regain that calmness and composure for their life again, it's game-changing to their life and their fertility. It helps them to feel better, yes, but also make better choices for themselves on the path to parenthood, and I think that's really important. And I mention all of this because when my clients come to me, most of them are seeking some kind of healthier mindset and a positive outlook for their lives again, right? That's usually one of the big goals when I say, you know, what do you want to achieve from fertility coaching? If we get to the end of this journey together, how will you know it's been successful? And that is always one of the ones that is put on that list. And I love that um, because it's something I can really help people with. You know, they don't want to feel so hopeless and helpless and so out of control with their misery and they're often seeking some kind of calm. It's almost like they're seeking silence, right, from the chaotic and raging storm that seems to be consuming their mind and body because that chaos in our brains and that 
negativity that just seems to seep into every pore of our body is all consuming, right? It leaves my clients, and maybe you know what I'm talking about too, in black holes of emotion that we just don't know how to climb out of. And I know what that storm feels like inside, right? I deeply get it. The one you just want to switch off, the one that you never get a break from, that one that leaves you feeling so obsessed about every little thing. And that's honestly one of the first places to start with it all, right? When we're feeling so obsessed with something, it's actually quite impossible to notice anything else going on in our life. And when you know, this thing that we're so obsessed with is not going right and we have no control over it, well, that's just an impossible situation to be in. I've been in, well, many impossible situations in my life and I honestly do wonder how I've managed to find the calm in some of those moments that I did. And I say some of those moments because I've evolved and I trained myself into that, right? So like in the face of horrible life situations, like when I went in for my breast cancer surgery to have my left breast completely removed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be calm. I was so calm and so relaxed waiting to go in for my surgery that day and strangely still felt very empowered too. So in that moment, I was actually able to advocate for myself with you know, everything that I was doing, but with my anesthetist. And it was important that I did that day because I'll just tell you a little story. Um, I remember when I went into hospital for my um, D&C after my third miscarriage. And I remember waiting, lying on the hospital bed, waiting to go into the operating room. And I was in what I call, you know, the storage cupboard or the, the waiting room before you go into the actual surgery room. And unfortunately, like when I was in that, the, the cupboard, the waiting room, that's the last thing I remember before waking up again at the other end. And I was going through our, you know, public hospital system in Australia, which is amazing by the way, but I didn't know the doctor or who was performing the surgery. And I remember waking up and feeling so confused and kind of tossed aside and, and, like a, a a number because I never even got to say hello to whomever did my procedure. I never saw their face or, you know, at least their gowned up face or see the room where it happened. I felt kind of almost gaslighted in a way. I love that word gaslighted, but it kind of explains, you know, this confusion, this disconnect in your brain. I felt really discombobulated for another great word that I love, but I did. I felt so discombobulated you know, it was already a pretty traumatic experience having this miscarriage. And that just added icing to the cake of it all when I just was woke up so confused and like I hadn't even met people who had been in the most private areas of my body as a woman, right? And that disturbed me. So when I was having my breast cancer surgery, I was like, please do not anesthetize me before I am in the room. This is what I said to my anesthetist. I said, I think that's what they did to me last time. They anesthetized me before I got into the room. And so I, I felt very disoriented at the end. And he actually told me that they 
often give you this other drug before you actually get into the room to calm you down before you go into surgery and that drug can actually make you forget. And then I realized that that's what had happened to me in my DNC that I actually would have met the doctor because they don't anesthetize you in the cupboard, so to speak, because they, you have to actually you know, physically still get onto the operating table. So they don't actually do that. Um, so I actually, like I said, would have met the doctor and the nurses and seen the surgery room before I was anesthetized, but I didn't have this conscious awareness of it because of that drug to effectively calm me down because I think it's just this standard thing they were giving to everyone. And I didn't like that. I really didn't. So now in the face of my breast cancer surgery, because I was so calm, I was able also to demonstrate that I was calm by having an extremely like low heart rate that he didn't need to give it to me so that I could enter that surgery room before my operation. And even though I'd, you know, I knew my doctor quite well by this stage and many of the nurses and assistants and all of that, but it was important to me to go in there and so I could be there fully aware, get myself onto the operating table, calmly see everyone, say hello to those I hadn't met and generally feel in control. And I just, that was so important to me. Again, losing my breast was a big enough deal. And so it was really important. I didn't feel like a slab of meat that I was a person and I could see this room it was important I didn't have the same experience I'd had last time that I'd haven't had in that operation because that would have added to the trauma story. So why? Why was I so calm? I guess it just didn't serve me to be panicked and anxious about it, right? And I know that sounds funny. It doesn't serve anybody. Um, but I realized I was not going to make the situation better by doing that. And I wasn't going to make great decisions like that. And I wasn't going to process the bigger deal of going through all of this experience of losing my breast. And it turns out, right, that I then had that presence of mind to be able to avoid a situation that I didn't want to be in again, like with my DNC, with that, you know, calming drug that makes you forget. So I got to be in control because I was in control and calm. And it really added to a really easy and smooth process. But to be honest, I wasn't always like that. I haven't always been like this, able to, you know, face tough situations with a level of calm. If I'd gone through some of the situations that I've been through in my life without my training, like in brain science and how we operate and make sense of our worlds and and if I wasn't obsessed by learning about why we do what we do and how to manage our emotional states and how to process our emotions authentically, I would not have had the same reactions for later life circumstances like that surgery. So it's kind of weird to say, but I'm a product of my own coaching, right? And I would hope so. <laughs> But there was a time when I didn't know what I know now and I was not able to make sense of my emotions, the world around me and my position in it. I was not able to calmly navigate trickier waters when obstacles arose. My go-to mode was, you know, sadness and depression and giving up before. 
in the face of those life obstacles, I felt weak and vulnerable and helpless. And that's honestly one of the worst things to feel, at least for me, right? That everything is so out of control and that storm is raging so hard that I have nothing to fight it with and I felt like I had no lifelines to reach out to. That's how I felt in those previous times before I have, you know, trained myself on how to manage my emotions. And the more you try to seek that calm, right, in those moments where everything feels out of the control, the more it seems to just run away from you, right? It just takes off like Usain Bolt in the 100 meters at the Olympics, right, with us running after it, screaming, wait, wait. But nothing does wait. And the panic then sets in even harder, you know, month after month on the fertility journey. So imagine, if you will, the other side, having that sense of calm about not only your emotions, but your clarity of thinking, of being able to find more and more times of space and silence between the chaos where you actually feel like you are living again. Well, that is a really special place to be. And that is the transformation I've seen so many of my clients reach this week. And I just love that. So how do you get there? Well, that's a good question. And I I truly believe it, it is different for everyone. But there are some real universal things that we can do. Because much of it is learning Um, about how to become really comfortable with uncertainty and actually seeking certainty in our life in a different way. Because we need to feel a sense of control over many things in our lives. It's actually a human need to feel certain or like we are in control about most things happening in our lives, right? But infertility is nothing but uncertainty and We need to, instead of seeking control over the fertility journey, but is to seek control over our emotions and how to process them authentically and not push things down and do things differently in that way. So that's one way. So how else do you find that calm? Well, like I said, it is about learning to process your emotions fully and really healing from those past traumas in life. Because things have a way of building. If you've had previous traumas and you go easily to anxiety and depression, then this will just bring out all of that new, right? So I'm not just talking about the ones you've experienced on the fertility journey. It's then about learning how to find control and certainty in your life and where you may have gone off track with that because we all have different ways that we feel in control or feel certain. And in infertility, we start trying to control the things we absolutely cannot control where a lot of that chaos actually feeling comes from. It's about making your journey more than just a fertility journey. You deserve a beautiful, passionate, and amazing life, regardless of your fertility. And we have forgotten that. So sometimes it's about breaking ourselves out of our fertility prison and noticing in our lives what we have to be grateful for. Asking ourselves better questions like, if I was going to have a great day today, what would I do? Or how would I start it? Or how would I think about myself? Right? And slowly putting one foot in front of the other 
and making a commitment to ourselves to do more things that bring us a smile to our face. Because if all we start out our day by feeling of like, oh, I wonder how much anxiety I'll feel today, then you're bound to feel that anxiety and not have a good day. If you ask yourself a different question, even if you don't get the answer at first, it's about starting to ask yourself, if I was going to have a great day, how would I do that? Then your brain might start to fill in the answer for you because it loves to start filling in those answers. So you also find this calm by taking time out for yourself to really nurture yourself and finding out what those things are that really nurture you. You find that calm by being understood by others. Well, at least I feel like my clients breathe such a sigh of relief when they start talking to me because they know I get it and I know what it takes to get to the other side. When you felt all alone for so long, it can be so nice to, be, to just be able to talk to someone who instantly understands what you're going through. And finding that calm is also about finding those things that create calm in your body a beautiful meditation, a beautiful poem or mantra that you can just read to yourself when you're in a pinch, a visualization of somewhere you can go instantly in your mind where you feel safe, right? Now, obviously, when I can talk to people one-on-one, I have beautiful, easy processes that, that do the work fairly instantly, right, to create that calm. But if you don't want to invest in a fertility coach or you simply can't invest in a fertility coach. There are so many things that you can do for yourself to start to find that calm between the chaos uh, that we've just talked about above. But another one, a simple thing that you can actually do is breathe. It's totally underrated as, as something that we can do, but one of the quickest ways to change our emotional state is to change our physiological state. Breathing deeply does that. Breathe in, breathe out. Maybe do some counting with it. Distract your mind and start breathing. And it instantly has to change our state that we're in. And it, can, it is powerful stuff. You can also change your emotional state by changing your posture, uh, doing some exercise, plunging yourself into cold water, walking in nature, right? Or you can find that calm through changing the thoughts in your mind or what they mean about you. You know, the ones like, I'm not worth it, or maybe this is a sign I'm not meant to be a mother, and all those ones we use to beat up on ourselves with. Or like I said before, by visualizing something else in those moments, like a beautiful safe place you've created in your mind. That moment when I was waiting for that surgery, I was calm because I was meditating mostly with my eyes open, right, because I'm practiced a little bit more at it because this was something that I chose to do throughout my whole cancer journey. I was sitting deep in a forest in my mind, even with my eyes open. I was calm because I was breathing. I was calm because I had made my decision completely to have the surgery by asking all the right questions, advocating for myself, getting a second second opinion, And I had no regrets, right? So I was calm about that. I was calm because I knew it wasn't tied to my self-worth as a woman losing my breast. 
much like our fertility journeys are not a measure of your worth as a woman either, much like we need to advocate for ourselves on our fertility journey with our doctors, much like we need to make choices that feel good and aren't made out of total fear, much like we need to advocate for ourselves with ourselves, right? Start to appreciate our bodies, learn to love our bodies instead of feeling like we're broken all the time. Because I can tell you right now, ladies, you are not broken, right? You just have not been given the tools that you need in order to get to the other side. And, you know, you can absolutely get to the other side. And if you feel like you would like to get to the other side with a fertility coach, please, you know, go to my calendar and book in one of those discovery calls with me where we can just have, you know, a chat for 30 minutes. Um, Sometimes I even go to an hour where I can just really get to know you and we can see if we're a good fit um, so that I can really help you on your journey because I would be totally honoured to be part of your fertility journey with you. That brings us to the end of this podcast today. I really hope you've gotten something out of this and that you can take just at least one thing away from this that you might start to try to do for yourself so you can start to find more calm in the chaos on your fertility journey. And you can download the resources that I have available to you there. And I look forward to supporting you on your journey. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving a review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation. And you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis, and visualization, how to use each one, and how they benefit you, and of course, some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day, you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis, or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast.